Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown, and we're reaching out all the way across this great nation to a beautiful place called Austin, Texas. And on the other end of my line right now is a young lady that I had met a number of years ago when she worked here in, in Michigan. And of course, she's now working out in Austin, Texas. Uh, and this young lady is very impressive. Her name is Allison Roscoe. She's the Vice President Corporate Partnerships for Austin FC Major League Soccer. Allison, welcome to our humble show. Thank you so much for having me, Vic. Great to talk to you. Well, it's great to talk to you, and you absolutely have the best smile in all of professional sports, bar none. I, I want to say that because uh, you, ha- you and I have had plenty of laughs and lots of smiles, so it's good to have you here on the air. Yes, yes, we have. So, um, yeah, happy to talk with you. And um, just, again, great to hear your voice. And I feel like we're going to talk for a long time. So this will be fun. <laughs> this could be my first three-hour <laughs> show. I don't know. <laughs> well, Allison, you know, it is it is a pleasure to have you with us. And, of course, I met you when you were part of um, the Pistons organization and doing such a great job uh, here in Michigan and doing some fantastic things. So, um, you, unfortunately, we, we lost you out of Michigan and it just kills me. But I know you're happy and things are going well for you and your wonderful husband and a brand new baby uh, boy that's in your world. So uh, just wonderful things are happening in your life. But tell us what you do right now out in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so, um, yeah, don't worry. We, have, we still have all the ties to Michigan. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> in Austin, uh, I am building uh, Austin's first professional sports team. So um, as of a couple weeks ago when we played our first soccer match, um, Austin was the largest city without a professional sports team. Wow. So I've been down here for two and a half years building a stadium, building a um, St. David's Performance Center, and getting a team up and running. Uh, and we are about to play match four this weekend. Uh, and it's been a whirlwind and a wild ride for the last two and a half years. That's impressive. I didn't realize it was such a whiteboard when you went down there. I, I, I guess I was ignorant on that because you're <laughs> telling me Austin does not Austin, which is a beautiful city as far yep. as I uh, as I know. I've been told just great things about Austin, and of course, um, uh, it didn't have a professional sports team in it. Um, you saying no professional at all of any kind? It, professional major. So Majors, we yeah. had um, minor league baseball. We have um, the G League, you know, minor league uh, NBA. But there right. was no major league sports team here in the market. Right. Um, and so we have, um, so yeah, so major league soccer uh, put kind of a, a, a flag post, if you will, into Austin. And yeah. January 15th of 2019 declared Austin was going to be granted a, a professional soccer team. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's really interesting because uh, I, if I understand your background correctly, uh, you're you're no stranger to a soccer ball, right? That is correct. Yep, <laughs> I played in college uh, and had had my eye on this league uh, for a long time. So obviously, loved my time in Detroit with the Pistons and with you know the Palace and all the concerts. And it was such a world would have a couple of years where I just really learned so much. And then uh, moved to Columbus, Ohio, where I worked for the Crew uh, in Major League Soccer, and then. Uh, ownership took me down here to Austin to be part of something really special. Isn't that cool? You know, well, tell me a little bit about about those uh, early days in soccer. My my fond memory of soccer was my daughter playing uh, soccer as probably I don't know what maybe a, a five or six or seven year old, and all I remember is just a you know it's the old uh, the the ball gets kicked and there's a herd of dust <laughs> following it, you know, and so it was it was never that organized. And as an old football um, uh, player myself, I never really quite caught on to soccer. So um, when you were when you were a wee one. 
one? Is that when it all started for you? Yeah, I mean, I was young. I was five, uh, living on the East Coast. Um, I was playing on an all-boys team. I was the only girl um, <laughs> because, you know, girls' soccer wasn't um, a huge thing. Wasn't around, I'm yeah. Myself. It wasn't around. Um, and then we moved to the Midwest when I was in uh, middle school where it was much, uh, you know, better opportunity yeah. uh, for women in, in soccer and um, yeah, it took off. But yeah, I went from the running around chasing the soccer ball to, you know, traveling all across the country. And my dad is the same way. Like my dad was a football guy and <laughs> had to quickly learn the game because his daughter was, uh, was pretty good at it. So, yeah. Um, and then I played in college. Yeah. And what, what college did you play in? So I went to Eastern Michigan. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It's so planned. an emu. An emu. <laughs> yep. I was an emu. So, and, and I had, I had a great, great time, great four years. And um, I ended up being a grad assistant for their team. Um, oh, so I got my master's in sport management at Eastern. So a good six years in Ypsilanti. Well, and that's interesting that you uh, that you talk about uh, sports management because because that's really one of the areas I wanted to talk to you about was trying to figure yeah. out, um, you know, in sports management, was was that kind of your dream that you'd, you'd be in soccer or it was any sport going to work for you? How, how did that choice get made? You know, it's a great question that I get often. So sport management wasn't an undergrad option for me when I went to school. So I actually have a degree in public relations Mm. and then a minor in marketing. And I I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted to maybe move to New York and work in a a PR forum or maybe work in sports. But it wasn't until I was getting my master's and I saw the opportunity. And I don't remember the NCAA came to Detroit. Right, right. um, And it was at Ford Field. And I I went down there and I kind of volunteered and worked. And I (laughs) loved it. And I fell in love with it. And I said, why wouldn't I work in an industry that I love and have spent my whole life participating in? There's got to be opportunity for me here. And and that's kind of where my sports path, if you will, started. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's really cool. And we're going to hear more about that as we uh, come back in future segments here. Allison, so glad you're here with us today on the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershiro. We're going to be right back. Air has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. We're so glad to have with us today our guest, our special guest, Allison Roscoe. She's the Vice President of Corporate Partnerships for Austin FC Major League Soccer. And so, Allison, as you were talking in this last segment, you talked about following really what was your dream. And I'm just so that, – that's one of the great reasons why I wanted to have you um, on this show is because I wanted to talk about people that have passions, that really find things that they love. And I think that you truly enjoyed soccer, and, and, um, and it was something – that was kind of uh, caught your attention and captured your heart. And look at you. Here you are um, now doing some things that's really special and advancing the sport, frankly, into markets that they've not been in. So can you take me back again a little bit to uh, where it all started? Because you, 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 uh, you volunteered up at NCAA when it came to um, uh, Detroit. And so what, what, kinda, what were the next steps that happened? 
Yeah. So um, again, I don't think I ever said, you know, I'm going to work in soccer. I think I wanted to work in sports and I think I finally, you know, got a vision and, and I got to where I am. So, you know, opportunities present themselves in the most, you know, uh, unexpected ways. And I was working for the NCAA, not making much money at all, but volunteering, right? That's something I always say in sports, that as, as much as you can get involved in something, it, it'll work out and you'll meet people. And I met someone who worked for a sports agency and it turned into my first job out of college. And I was, you know, traveling around the country and I was building these fan fest environments and I was just having a great time <laughs> yeah. but meeting all of these people in you know, kind of understanding and figuring out what do I want to do, right? How do right. I want to work in sports and how do I want to get there? And so um, it was a great path and a lot of travel, but I inevitably met some people that worked at the Pistons and uh, they had just went through new ownership and they had this activation role in corporate partnerships. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> right. And I applied and uh, all I remember saying in my interview was I'm, I'm able to work long hours and I don't mind. And, and I was hired the next day. Wow. You know, and, yeah. and talk, and that's the one thing that maybe if you could speak to that too, is that, you know, paying the dues because anybody that's a young person tuning into this thing going, man, I might like to do what Allison's done. Um, it doesn't come without some serious sacrifice. I just know, um, uh, the amount of hours that you put in when you were with the uh, Pistons organization in the palace. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speak to that a little bit because it's not an easy path. Yeah, I mean, listen, working in sports seems very glamorous, yeah. but, you know, there's a lot of hours that go into it, and you have to be prepared for that. And, you know, it's, an, it's you know, when you're entry level and you're getting, you know, graduating college and you're joining the workforce, it's, you know, your friends may be taking jobs that are paying way more money, but, you know, at that uh, family gathering, everyone wants to talk to you because yeah. you work for the sports team, right? And so there is a lot of gratification, but just knowing there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Um, and it doesn't always maybe pay you the big bucks right away, but you'll get there if that's something you really want to well, do. Well, you brought up something really interesting to me because, because honestly, um, when you say, hi, I'm Allison Roscoe and I'm with the Pistons or I'm, I'm mm-hmm. you know, with the Austin Major League soccer team, whatever, whatever that, that brand is, you get the power of really a dynamic and forward-thinking, very vivid brand that, mm-hmm. that you can use to knock open doors. Is that, do you agree to that? Oh, for sure. I mean, right. I think you, you hold that I mean, someone in business might not know exactly what I do or, um, but they know the team, right. They know that you work for a professional sports league and yeah. it, it draws attention and it's, it's powerful. And so being able to say that and have those conversations, whether I was, you know, an entry level manager at the Pistons or where I'm a VP now, um, having that major league team next to, you know, my title is, it goes a long way. Well, and, and I have to ask you too, because there's so much pressure. I don't care what professional, anything you are, if you're, whatever you're playing, whatever sport, Mm -hmm. there's professional pressure for that team to do well and to win. It's all about winning. So tell me about the back office. So when you're, yeah, when you're I mean, work, is the same thing? It is. I mean, and you remember the, the days at the Pistons, they weren't winning a ton of championships when I was there. Yeah. So, um, you know, but you still have goals and you still have expectations. And, you know, Vic, we still had partners, right? We yeah. had to make sure those experiences were just um, as high level, even though we weren't necessarily winning on the court. Yeah. And so there's a balance of, um, you know, obviously you want to win and winning makes everything so much fun, but, um, you know, you're not always winning. And so you still have a job to do and you still have to find unique ways to um, make, whether it's partners in my world, have those great experiences or, you know, you're selling tickets or operations and you're making sure the fan has the best experience. That's where you get unique and you really um, understand what your job is. 
Well, and that's that's true. I, you know, the other thing that I that I wanted to at least um, mention is that, you know, I'm a big uh, loyalty guy, and so from my standpoint, you know, um, when an organization isn't winning and you've got a sponsor there. Um, I'm there because of I, of the partnership and the sponsor mm-hmm. and the support of the community, that kind of things, um, when I'm making those decisions. And so what's interesting to me is every once in a while in other uh, relationships I've had, when they start winning, um, it feels like they, they kind of walked away a little bit from those sponsors that were with them during the thin years when things were, mm-hmm. were not going so well. So, But, you know, um, uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I think it's so important we talk about you and the and the partnership, professional partnerships that you've built along the way, because um, you you transcended winning and losing and made it into a great value proposition for all the people that worked with you and in, in your organizations. So, Allison, so glad you're here. Glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'll be right back. Looking for the best value on your office products with the best service in the industry? For over 30 years, DBI customers have enjoyed outstanding customer service with competitive pricing on everything your office needs. From break room to boardroom, DBI can supply all your work essentials. From paper and coffee to storage and seating, DBI, we do office. Everything for the office? One call, one source, one solution. Visit DBI online at dbiyes.com. I'm Vic Versero, and I'm honored to be your host today here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. Our guest today, of course, is Allison Roscoe. She's the Vice President, Corporate Partnerships for Austin FC Major League Soccer, and it's coming to Austin, so kind of exciting down there. And as you as you think about that, Allison, in our last segment, we talked a little bit about partnerships, and and like I said, I, I'm a big believer in, in the power of loyalty and uh, being committed to something greater than um, than necessarily a dollar and cents uh, kind of deal. So you and I had had legal documents that kind of governed the relationship, and that's probably what has to happen everywhere around. But in your role as as um, uh, corporate partnerships, tell me about you know what are the elements that are important to make those things work and to make them happen? Because you had an awful lot of people you had to kind of keep happy in, in some of the jobs I've seen. Yeah, I mean it's it's all about relationships and building that trust. Um, I think here, you know, in Austin, it's it's education, right? We're new. And so it's making sure that those partners are spending dollars and feel comfortable with how they're spending their dollars. And, um, you know, a lot of times there's there's that one executive that loves, you know, sports, not even soccer, just sports and wants to spend money. And, and there you go. But then um, it's really building uh, that trust and that relationship with everybody else. And and again, it's it's relationship selling because in, in the end, that piece of paper, Vic, that you talk about expires. Yeah. Yep. And you want to keep that business and you want to, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to keep a partner than sign a new partner, right? Mm, you want to, in, and that relationship is, is key. And, and that's where I think a lot of my strength comes in. Um, and I, I learned that in Detroit days and 
um, you know, you're building friendships and making sure that there's transparency and then making sure they're comfortable when they, they sign the deal and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, too, with the, uh, with the whole issue of, um, of bringing, so if we could, um, uh, you talked about new partners and, in, in, in existing ones, but tell me about when you get a new partner, what's the onboarding process? Cause you mentioned building trust and our audience is all about, um, uh, you know, working in terms of business and trust is a big word in business. Cause if I don't trust you, we're not doing business. And I right. think that's really one of the things that, that, uh, if I could have you speak to that, tell me about what that means in terms of how do you help them realize the value of what they're spending and building some of that trust. Where does that come in? Yeah, I mean, it's it's from day one. It's sitting down with them. It's making sure that they understand the assets in the deal. They understand what um, marketing that they bought in and what what does it mean, right? There's a lot of soccer lingo or there's a lot of basketball lingo or business lingo that yeah. some people might not 100% understand. And so it's making sure you're taking the time to kind of just do an overhaul education. Right. And then it's the consistent communication. And I'm not saying be available 24-7 because um, although we live in a world now where it's very easy to be accessible for 24-7, right. but it's making sure that you're you know answering the questions in a timely manner and you're um, putting yourself in a position to where they know that if they have something or if they maybe aren't the expert, they are becoming the expert and they're only becoming a stronger partner. Well, and I think that's really good. And you mentioned assets, and I just wanted to, to um, talk about that for a second. So yeah. part of what you, you know you want to do is try to find what is really of the value for the for the client along the way. Yeah. So if I could, one of the things that I valued was um, it felt to me like in in many basketball games, especially if they were close, it was the last few seconds of the uh, of the game that really seemed to matter. Um, the most. And so um, I, I actually asked if we could buy out um, the, uh, the boards on down on yep. the floor, the lower floor. So that was where all the TV went. So in the last few seconds of the game, um, our logos would show up there on the boards and, and it would be what everybody tuned in and all the, all the news media, all the sports yep. channels, everything hit that. And there would be our logo. And it was a lot of fun, um, to find those things. But that's my point is how do you, how do you find out what is really the, the, the greatest asset and how to help people maximize that? I mean, it's, it's flexibility, right? Again, we go back to this piece of paper that we talked about the contract, but you know, assets change, uh, marketing objectives evolve and right. Like Vic, when we, you and I did that deal, we didn't say that's the asset that's in the deal, but it evolved. And, yeah. you know, as you came to games, you wanted to, to see that happen and it's making, um, both parties feel comfortable and making sure that, um, the dollars you're spending or you're seeing value out of that. And then we're making sure we're hitting and, you know, executing on the assets we promised you. Yeah. Well, and, and as we talk about this, because we, I just, I don't want to leave this subject because well, the other thing that we, we, you and I mentioned is stadium dominance. So mm-hmm. for example, in that moment, when, when uh, you're in a professional uh, situation and your brand is everything that people are thinking about, my best example of that. Uh, and I think I saw, I don't know if it was your account or not, but as Hungry Howie's started launching, launching, uh, um, you know, para, parachute uh, pizzas in parachute boxes or whatever, however, yep. you know, they were all floating down from the ceiling uh, at the palace. And that was so much fun. Was that your asset or not? Was that your team? Yep, that was my team that executed on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, talk about stadium dominance. Everybody's everybody's right. reaching for the sky and for Hungry Howie's. Look at it. Yep. As, how many years later? I mean, I use that example all the time now when I'm talking Nick, about different marketing, yes. fun ways of engaging partners because people remember that. Well, yeah, and that's really it's about it's about aligning your brand. So what's important to me is that whether your brand wins or loses, you have fanatical people that will actually wear the Pistons logo or uh, maybe it's the soccer team logo, whatever it is, they'll wear those brand logos. And if you can uh, align your brand with that fanatical supporter, you know, it just, it just, uh, to me, it's, it's a poor man's way of kind of stepping up and making your brand as powerful as, uh, as the one you're aligning with. So look, you're a powerful brand all in yourself, Allison. We're so (laughs) glad you joined us today here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherot. We're going to pay some bills and come right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown here with Vic Vercherot. And, of course, our special guest today is Allison Roscoe. She's the Vice President, Corporate Partnerships, Austin FC Major League Soccer. And, and Allison, as I think about uh, the amazing career that you've had, you, uh, you've uh, really made some, I think, some iconic moves along the way. You've gotten yourself up in position to do some things with um, uh, here at the Palace, uh, which is truly uh, uh, was kind of a, I want to say it was almost a smorgasbord of all kinds of things that that can be done because you had concerts and uh, and and rock and roll events and all kinds of crazy things and the Pistons and lots of things happening. But then you headed down and you kind of aligned yourself back into soccer, your first love. But I want to I want to just pull up here and see. You know, you're a young lady. Um, you uh, are energetic. You're spending a lot of hours um, out and about. Um, with your with your corporate partnerships, can you tell me about um, some of the challenges that that um, young ladies find that are breaking into this sport? Because it's I, I want to say an awful lot of sports are male dominated, um, and is there room for you um, for young women in these things? Tell me tell me your thoughts about that. Give us some leadership pointers. Yeah, I mean, listen, the industry is definitely male dominated, but I think um, in the last you know call it. 10 years, you're seeing a shift. I think you're seeing um, more female uh, professional sports uh, with a focus, right? You look at the U.S. women's national team and how well they've done and and really elevating um, just women in sports overall. And so I think then it becomes, um, that becomes opportunities. And so, um, you know, there's sometimes I'm in a room and I'm the only female around the table, but that's okay. And and I think when you surround yourself with um, coworkers, male, female, 
um, that support your voice, I think that puts you in a better position. And I think that's important to, yeah. to be in an environment where you're supported um, only will help you then, you know, further and achieve your goals. Right, right. And if, and, and so when you were uh, kind of um, forming your own world, mm-hmm. um, did you were you looking ahead and did you see some other women in positions or were there were there men that actually uh, kind of nudged you along and said, hey, you can do this? What tell me about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a combination of both, right? I think it, at the you know my early days, um, I thought I met some you know great female leaders um, within sports around the leagues, uh, different leagues. I had a, a great um, Boston mentor, um, male at the Pistons. Um, he actually is the one that went to Columbus, and then now he's the president here at Austin FC oh, wow. um, and hired me. And so you know he's you know turned from mentor to, to boss, if you will, but <laughs> um, and has always supported and is you know. Our front office is um, heavily uh, female with uh, some leadership roles, which is really refreshing to see. And the league itself, Major League Soccer is a younger league. Yeah. Um, it's only 25 years old. So across the board, you're seeing teams maybe that are a little bit more progressive. Um, but, you know, the, the shift is happening and it's exciting to see. And it's just, you know, putting yourself in a network where you have women that you can reach out to and you can talk to and that are breaking barriers. And um, I think if I can lead by example and, and help that next generation to come through and see me, that I'm happy to do that. Oh, that's really cool. And, you know, um, you, you mentioned something that I don't often times get a chance to talk about, but um, we, we call it, maybe it's a corny name, I don't know, but, but somebody else uh, came up with it. Um, so I've got cover, <laughs> um, but the, the, the whole point is that we call it our personal board of directors. And I think that's really, to me, is kind of an interesting concept because the idea is that, you don't it's not formal. You don't say, hey, Allison, will you be on my personal board of directors? Right. But the idea is there's people that are influential, that are people that are, that are yep. doing some amazing things. And it might be in the area of just uh, unrelated to your business. It might be they're just really good at finances. And they've really yep. done well, and you want to you want to have a cup of coffee with them to try to understand. And the idea is that when you go to make a financial move, um, you have a deep enough relationship with that individual that you can ask them that some financial questions. And could I buy you a cup of coffee and we could go over some things? Those are that's what a personal board of directors is, and you might have uh, three, five, ten. Yep. Uh, people along the way. So even though you may not call it that, are there some are there some board of directors that you have found uh, aligned with and that they're your go-to people for answers? Yeah, I mean, I love that name. Um, I'm going to probably steal it in some capacity. Perfect, but, you know, I did. As, you're, <laughs> as you know, I've, I've taken jobs where I've moved, right? And, yeah. and listen, I also have, I mean, we talked about my husband and kid, but my husband is a, a huge support system. I mean, yeah. he's had to pick up his job and, and move and change careers to accommodate my professional moves, which is a little bit reversed, right? Sometimes it's, it's more common, right? My parents, it was the other way around, right? My dad yeah. moved and my mom followed. And so you know, to have a support system and to have um, a group of people, a network that you can call and you can trust and that help you make decisions um, to bounce ideas off of is, is great. And, and Vic, our relationship, right? Like you were a mentor to me and, and I was able to gain a relationship and see a different perspective on other things. And just having good people in your life that you trust really makes a difference as you make uh, decisions. Yeah, and and you know that's the whole point is there's big decisions, and you know I've yeah. watched your career and you've really made some big decisions, uh, and and I was never willing to move out of out of Michigan, uh, so I kind of kind of grounded me here, but you know when when I think about uh, some of the places you've lived, it's just made you a, a richer and and more rounded person to be able to make offerings to uh, the employers that you work with. So man, I'm 
I'm really enjoying visiting with you, Allison, getting caught back up. So glad you're a part of the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We're going to be right back. Paper or plastic, an apple or an orange, the choice is yours. The ability to choose is what really counts, especially when it comes to your health. Choosing the right health plan and physician will ensure you have access to Sparrow. Choose wisely. Choose Sparrow. Learn more. Call 1-800-SPARROW. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Allison Roscoe is our guest today, and I'm Vic Vercheros. So, so glad to catch up with an old friend from so far away right now. And Allison, as I think about uh, some of the stuff we've talked about so far, some of the issues that I think many people are asking themselves is, is man, could you imagine being a part of that kind of uh, ability to be that close to what you love? And this is what I want to really focus on. You you really, truly love soccer. It was a part of your blood. And now all of a sudden you're helping really to lift the sport in some small way uh, 10, 15, another 25 years from now. Um, uh, soccer here in America, or as they say in Europe, football, um, will really be a big deal. And, um, mm-hmm. and so – uh, you you got a part of that, and so there's a lot of people. No matter what sport they play, they're they're going. Man, I'd like to be. I, I want to do that. I want to follow my dreams. I want to do what I what I'm passionate about. So, is there any any tips or concepts that you can help help us round out? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm very lucky, but I would say with luck, there's a little timing. There's also a lot uh, of hard work. Yeah. Um, so something that I always tell people when they want to get in is there are all different types of uh, jobs within sports, right? Like you, you see the ticket seller or me, the corporate partnership person, the, the board person, but there's roles in finance and there's operations and there's oh. facility managers and there's, you know, in soccer specific, there's a groundskeeper, right? There's all these different um, opportunities that people sometimes don't always think about when they think about sports. And so I think if that's something you really want to get into, you know, get a foot in the door and, be willing to work for free and, and network, right, Vic? I mean, I know that's business 101 across the board is network, network, network. But, um, you know, with sports, you have the ability to go to a sporting event and you're sitting down and having a seat. Talk to someone that has a badge. Find out what their story is. You never know what it can lead to. Oh, I love that. Well, and, and so you said network, network. And, and of course, I, I was um, I was mentoring a young lady that, that uh, is here in town and she, she was kind of – I don't think she does very good at floating through the uh, through the cocktail hour, trying to yep. balance a plate and a glass of wine, and you know, trying to <laughs> figure that all out and be gracious about all that. So, when you say network, are there are there any any guidance you can give us? I guess um, you know you've got that gregarious smile of yours that can open any door, but but I guess I wonder any other tricks you've learned along the way. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the emails, um, you know, my inbox is flooded. So what sets you apart, whether it's, like I said, it's, you know, and again, we're kind of in this, you know, COVID world, so it's obviously a little different, but it's, um, you know, what is the Zoom meeting or what's the coffee that someone will take with you or um, what's the, you know, the personal letter in the mail that you send that sets mm. you, yourself apart? Um, I get it, right? The, the candid cocktail hour walking around is not ideal, but 
you know, listen, if, if someone sees your resume or has a conversation with you and, and sees potential, they'll meet with you. I mean, I know I don't have enough hours in the day and I want to get home to my new baby, but if there's someone that is really put the time and energy to get to me and have that conversation and I feel like it's worth it, I'll, I'll have that in person that next yeah. step. Yeah. Well, you just said something that I that I guess prove I prove I'm a dinosaur. But you know, when you when you talk about uh, trying to stand out and trying to be different, I think about these cocktail hours and how many people have business cards with them or whatever. But you know, making sure you've got a business card to hand out, and then when you get one, how many times after an event like that have you ever gotten a card, a handwritten card from somebody after the event that says, "Hey, Jerry, I just wanted you to know I really enjoyed meeting you the other night." Um, hope that we can spend some more time together put another business card in there and then uh, put it on your on your um, effort to you know touch linkedin or to or to work on those things but be purposeful about it it's kind of well i just hate it well you know you you, i gotta tell you i used to um, i've given speeches in front of thousands of people before and the first speech i ever gave i still cringe at how awful it was right and so it's all (laughs) but you had to do it yeah you You had had to to do do it you got to break through it and you got to keep on trying right and so I just I just love that and, and of course the um, the other thing is that um, when we think about uh, networking you gave us something that I think is really cool um, pay attention uh, people love to talk about themselves and to your point yep. if they're wearing a badge at a, at a sporting event or whatever and and you can ask them if you can uh, talk to them for a second about how they got into that do they enjoy it on and on mm-hmm. and of course part of Part of this whole thing is being willing to get your hands dirty because um, uh, it's maybe some of the least um, opportune type positions, but it's it's uh, isn't it awesome yeah. to be able to say you've got experience at all these different levels as you move up the move up the chain. So if you've if you've yeah. uh, served a hot dog um, and now you're in the front <laughs> office, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a cool deal. Exactly right. You've you've seen the inner workings, so you you never know you never know what can happen. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the whole thing, and it's a great lesson for us because because Allison, I just I'm just so thrilled to know that you were a soccer player um, uh, as a young lady, and then you were with the Pistons, and I'm like, well, it's all sports, but now look at what that did uh, by making a bit of a zigzag. You ended up uh, truly in what probably uh, sure seems like a dream job for you, and, and a great great things going on. So as I as I think about this, we've got one precious segment segment left that we can uh, finish up the the Allison Roscoe story, which uh, probably deserves several more shows. But Allison, so glad you joined us today. So glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershiro. We'll be right back.
perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. We're in our final segment here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network and so glad you tuned in and listening to Allison Roscoe, the Vice President of Corporate Partnerships, of course, for the Austin FC Major League Soccer. And and Allison, the one thing that I was not clear on that you, you uh, shared with us earlier is the fact that when you headed to Austin, um, it isn't like you walked into a beautiful stadium and said, wow, I can't <laughs> wait to work here, right? It was, uh, uh, was it a <laughs> Tell me what you walked into because I don't think it, it was, was a that. Dirt pile. Yeah, <laughs> it was a dirt pile. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we were we were the new kids in town, so we oh. were building um, a brand. We had a we had a break ground on a stadium. We had a break ground on a training facility. We had to build a staff, um, and then we had to build a team and we had to sell partnership. I mean, we literally uh, had to do it all, and there were twelve of us um, on day one. Wow. And so you know, you talked about you know rolling up your sleeves. Um, you know, I was moving boxes and uh, doing a little bit of everything to get to a point. Wait a minute. Aren't you um, a vice president? Aren't you a big (laughs) wheel? Exactly. (laughs) Titles don't matter. They don't don't matter when you're, uh, when you're starting something new, but uh, yeah, there's, there were a lot of moving pieces and a lot of long hours um, that went into it, but it's exciting. And there was a lot of education, right? We were in a market that, um, you know, UT football is the big thing here in town. And so it's, um, educating people as to what we are and that, you know, major league sports and, and everything we do on a major league level. And then it's a lot of brands and partnerships that um, didn't know what they were buying. They, they knew they wanted to be part of it, but they didn't know why or what. Yeah. And so it was really taking the time to educate and to explain what major league soccer was here in this market. So uh, a lot of long nights and, um, you know, then we kind of went into this weird COVID global pandemic for 2020 and, you know, had to kind of cease cold calling and selling just because it was a little, you know, it wasn't the time. And uh, so then you had to make sure that you were keeping those relationships strong. And then now we're, here we are and we play our first home game at Q2 Stadium June 19th. Oh, it's coming right up, isn't it? Wow. It is, yeah. Well, so tell me about, um, you know, when you're when you have your, your, your building a stadium like this, is this going to be a versatile stadium for the community where there will be things other than soccer that will be played? There is, yeah. So we're a soccer-specific stadium, so soccer first. So we'll have um, 17 Austin FC matches, but then we will have some ancillary soccer events okay. that will happen. And then we will have a handful of concerts. So. Um, maybe only, you know, call it like three to five, um, just because we are soccer first, but we will have, uh, you know, rental space and we will have events, um, as many days of the year as we can. Yeah. Well, Austin has quite a nod to music down there, right? Isn't yeah, it a beautiful music it town? Yes. It is. Yeah. And so to, to be able to give another venue, um, here in town for people and for acts, because a lot of those big acts don't always stop in Austin. Um, right. They, 
maybe we'll play a 3,000 person venue, but they go to Dallas or Houston. And so now we're giving them a reason to stop in Austin. Oh, that's cool. That, that really is good. So when you, and so tell me about some of the challenges that come when you've got a whiteboard like that. You got to, um, uh, you, you probably made some news (laughs) when you guys said that you're coming, but you probably got kicked out of a few places because people don't know what you're talking about or they don't know what you're saying. We did. Well, I mean, first it was finding the location and, and getting that all approved, which we did. And, you know, we were sort of in a neighborhood type area. So it's educating those neighbors and um, making sure that they feel comfortable. Mm. Um, and then it's, you know, it's making, you know, trying to be one with the city, right? We didn't want to come in and just, um, you know, sell this sponsorship or secure this partner. We wanted to be Austin authentic. And so, um, you know, for example, our jersey um, for soccer is the, is the biggest kind of key asset. And we have Yeti. Yeti is an Austin-based company. Oh, and so we really? tried to be really thoughtful with who we had as partners. Um, you know, we, you know, Vic, we don't have a Taco Bell, nothing against Taco Bell, but we don't have them as our taco um, provider in the stadium, right? We have all local Austin authentic taco um, stands for when people come to the stadium. So that was really important to our ownership to make sure that we were kind of one with the city. Local branding. Yeah, that's really, that's really, well, and isn't that interesting because so many times we see people in business that come in and they kind of bulldoze their way around and kind of shove everything rather than say, Hey, let's do something inside and together. They say, let me show you how it's done. And that that's way different in that, that, kind of environment well uh before i run out of time uh tell me um if if somebody's coming to town who do they look for how do they find you (laughs) what's going on because austin's a great destination austin is a great destination warm weather um you know in august it's 100 degrees so i recommend not coming then um but austinfc.com is our website f is in frank charlie right f is in frank charlie yep.com um, and all the information uh, is on that website as to upcoming events and what's going on. Um, it's going to be a hard ticket in town. We're, uh, we're definitely creating some buzz, but obviously come. We'll have public stadium tours um, and everything at Q2 Stadium. So we look forward to seeing anyone that comes on down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think when you when you uh, when you think about this, um, uh, there's just so many things that can go on, and, and such a fantastic opportunity for the community. And they've truly stolen one of the Midwest finest in terms of taking you away <laughs> from Michigan and and putting you out there. So, Allison, thanks so much for being a part of this. It's so good to hear your voice. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun, and you're doing some big things there in Michigan, Beck. i got to keep tabs on you now. <laughs> well, we're having an awful <laughs> lot of fun. We sure are enjoying this, and we're so we're so proud of you as one of our favorite young ladies that's doing well across the world. We can always dream about you coming back to the Great Lakes State. So, again, <laughs> thanks so much, Allison. We appreciate your time. We thank you for your time for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I can't wait to talk to you again.